ますか。<笑><笑>
At the tight end position, Eli's got George Kittle and Kyle Pitts for CJ. Do you think we will get another good week out of George Kittle? Is it a hit week or is it a miss week? Yes. <laughs> It'll be one of those two. I'm going with George Kittle scores decently this week. I give him I give him 18 points at the high end and 12 at the low. That's my range. 12 to 18 points for, for Kittle this week is my guess. And Pitts. Mm, barely breaks double digits if at all. I agree. I think what's interesting is for Kittle, the like, the the range of possible scores is like twenty points wide, but for Pitts, it's like three points wide. He's either going to score eight or eleven, like somewhere in that range, because he gets targeted enough, but it's just not very impressive, at least so far this season. So we'll have to wait and see. I think we're all giving Eli the edge there with Kittle. Okay, yeah. and at the flex position, we got Daryl Henderson and Michael Pittman for. CJ, Michael Pittman, and for Eli, Darrell Henderson, who you got at, with the edge at the flex position? I'm going to go with Henderson, so that's, that's Eli. Henderson, if he plays. Yeah, he is questionable yeah. right <laughs> now. That's, that's fair. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <hopefully laughs> Very good call, does. man. I should have thought of that. Just, just doing the logistics. <laughs> Obviously, if we could go back in time, we would tell CJ to play Tyler Boyd over Michael Pittman, but it's too late for that. Any other changes you might make, though? Um, there are none. I think I think they have the right thing. I would have told them to play Boyd over Pittman anyway. Hmm. Um, not just in retrospect, but it's that's easy, easy to play to your say. flag. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to say now. It's true. That is what I thought. I, but I'm a big. But I bet Justin would have too. Justin and I both are Boyd fans. Yeah, I would have played him for sure. Question. Big fan of boys. Yeah. What's your question? That's not what I said. <laughs> what's your question? If Josh Jacobs doesn't play. Do you like Kenyon Drake over Chuba Hubbard? No. I I do not. Okay. Just because of the way they used Peyton Barber last week and John Gruden's all like pound the rock. Yeah, you know. Peyton. Yeah, so I'm thinking that they're just gonna stick with that. So I would not. Okay. I would keep these lineups as well. Um Alright, it's time for our final calls. Who do we have taking home the game of the week this week? Matthew, we'll start with you. I actually think Eli takes it, which it seems a little strange because I gave CJ on both running backs and receivers, which are, I think, a pretty big core of the scoring. But because those were so close, I think the differences uh, between Brady and Henderson in the flex, I, I think that Eli actually edges out. Justin? I pick CJ, but I think it'll be close within two points. I'm going to pick Eli because Cooper Cup is going to have less than 10 points this week. And that is why Eli's going to win this week in the game of the week. All right, let's jump from our projected game of the week to the projected blowout of the week. We have the Boston Blazers projected to be blown out by Brownie Thunder here. Let's dive into this matchup and find out why. (laughs) Sleeper hates Elisha's team so much. (laughs) We'll start at the quarterbacks. We have Jalen Hurts, who I have talked about and will continue to talk about until I can talk no more, against Justin Herbert. Let's talk about this matchup, I th- I think this is almost dead even in my mind. Matthew, do you? Who do you think in this matchup? I agree, except for I'm giving Elisha the edge because I had a dream. I like never dream about fantasy football, but I had a dream. That makes of one of us. Justin, I had a dream about Justin Herbert uh, being injured during the game, and so I thought it was kind of bad omen, but not enough for me to switch and put Stafford in. So I'm sticking sticking with my guns and not let my dreams change. But I'm giving Elisha the edge. I also the whole uh, yeah. I just I just think it's him with yeah. or without the dream as am i uh and justin do you agree i would play stafford over herbert oh for sure i think oh. especially this week against arizona it's going to be a shootout and i think i think it'll be a shootout i think kyler murray's good enough to beat the rams defense and i think him and stafford are just going to start chucking touchdowns all day yeah i mean if i were you i would definitely want to get on the back of robert Woods' 30 cup. points yeah. robert Woods is going to score 30 which <laughs> is going to be cooper cup. no Either stop it cooper I, I mean i have stafford for a reason because i think that's good, but, jefferson but with herbert i regret it because <laughs> i didn't play him last <laughs> week and i was like oh be. this is sad because now he's finally not rusty and looking good um it's also true that herbert plays on monday night which i hate i hate waiting mm-hmm. to monday night to, to d- determine it how how i'll do but in this according, week, I ultimately decided it probably doesn't matter. Sorry, Elisha. According to Sleeper, it doesn't. It's a 30-point spread here. Uh, let's jump into the running backs then. We got James Conner, which might be part of the reason why Elisha is so low projected, and Josh Jacobs, who might be the other reason why Elisha is so low projected. Josh Jacobs, questionable right now. And then over for Matthew 
he's got Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette both going into some pretty tough matchups. Matthew, are you nervous at all about the two matchups you have for your running backs? Um, I definitely don't think Fournette is scoring 14 points as projected. I, I think it'll be probably around 10 at best. Um, but uh, I'm not really that worried about Aaron Jones. I think we'll, I think we'll be fine there. Yeah, and it's going to be fun because we're going to get to watch that. Yeah, we're Kyle gonna, yeah. taking me. What a friend. It's Birthday awesome. and Christmas gift is a trip to Lambeau. It's going to be fun. going to be a good time. Justin, what do you think about the running back matchups here? Who do you think has the edge? Well, obviously, someone has the edge, so say something about Elijah's running backs. All right. Um, with Connor, you're really, really just hoping for a, a touchdown, but uh, you're in a, a unique position to also have Peyton Barber on your bench. That's clutch. It was yep. a, good, a good trade there. <laughs> I mean, it's it huge in this trade. situation. Might be a little biased, I know. but yeah. Well, and think then, about it. In this situation, decent. if he didn't have Peyton Barber and Jagos plays on Monday night, he's hosed. Mm-hmm. That is true. So... Yeah, so you can make that shift, and hopefully Barbara would have a similar week as he did last week. Um, Pound the ball. <laughs> Good old John Gruden. <laughs> Let's jump into the wide receivers. Elisha has Brandon Cooks and Justin Jefferson, both kind of some blow-up candidates. And then Matthew has Stefan Diggs and Mike Evans. And we'll throw in the flex because they're also wide receivers for both teams. Matthew's got Mike Williams, Elisha with Kenny Galladay. I am giving the clear edge here to Matthew. However, it's one of those situations where I wouldn't be that surprised if Elisha outscored. How surprised would you be, Matthew, on a scale of 1 to 10 if you got outscored at the wide receiver position? Not crazy. Uh, had you not added the flex, I might have actually chosen Elisha. I think, I think when you combine the flex, I think then it's like, yeah, I think my trio is better than his trio. But, but with the way Cooks has been playing and scoring in fantasy anyway – him and Jefferson versus Diggs and Evans, that was a really close matchup that I might have given him the edge, but I think Williams will outdo um, Kenny just fine. Matthew, or sorry, Justin, you want to throw in any thoughts about the wide receivers here? No, I uh, I mostly I think my confusion comes on Elisha's bench. So he has great depth at wide receiver. On his bench, he has Crowder, Chark, Johnson, Jones, and Tyrell Williams. But if he has that depth, why is he holding on to all of them and not taking a shot with any waiver wire running back that he could find. Like maybe one of them would blow up and have a good week, or maybe there would be an injury. So you grab a handcuff or something, but I don't know if I would still have Chark and Tyrell Williams on my, on my bench. Yeah. It's tough. Cause Elisha has four injuries right now. Yeah. And so he's not got, he doesn't have a lot of room to play with here. It's true. Deontay Johnson is healthy. And yeah. Juju is out. Chase Claypool is out. So it's really just Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. So if and you... Fryermuth. And Pat Fryermuth, yes. If you were Elisha, would you be playing Deontay Johnson over any of those three wide receivers? And if so, which one? I would definitely play Deontay Johnson, although Juju is in this weekend. Oh, Deontay sorry. and Juju are good. Claypool is the one who's out, which is ironic. But. So um, I would still play him over Galladay. Galladay hasn't really proven himself on that team yet, even though uh, Shepard and Darius Slayton are out. I don't know if I would trust Galladay as, as the top option there. What do you think, Matthew? What would you do in that situation? I think I'd play Johnson. Mm-hmm. It'd be a tough call, but I think there's probably hesitancy because of just coming off of injury, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. How involved is he going to be? Is he mostly just a decoy? And so I think that that's a thing. It'd be a game-time decision for me just listening to how involved he is in the, the warm-ups and everything. Yeah. Pardon, Possible they won't even play him. They just, just list him as available right now, and they don't play him at all. So maybe Galladay is just safer. But, but yeah, I think he needs to take a gamble, safer? though. I don't think I mean, he's safer. Galladay has been, like, off and on again, injured all preseason and into the season. And... All right, let's talk about the tight end position quick. Elisha's got Jared Cook and Mark Andrews for Matthew. I think Mark Andrews is a clear winner there, but... He started the season with two rough weeks, had a bounce back week, 15 points here. What do we expect from him? Um, I'm giving the edge to my tight end. But what do you expect from him this week? Uh, 12 points. You think that's too high, Justin, or too low? I don't think it'll be too high. Um, the Ravens are still trying to figure out their their whole outside receiver situation because obviously they trust Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. But 
who else do they trust? And so for the sake of time, I think just based on volume, Mark Andrews can very easily hit 12 points. Yeah. One more kind of tough call. Not not that tough, but Matthew's sitting Allen Robinson. I think it's the right call. Make him prove it to you a week before you put him back in your lineup. Is that kind of how you're feeling about Allen Robinson yep. right now? With enough confidence in those other three and not really a fear of regret. Yeah, I mean, what if someone offered you a trade like Henry Ruggs? Would you take that? Is that how you're feeling that about Allen Robinson trade. right Holy now? Cow. I think a Henry Ruggs trade, if you just simply look at the paper, you'd be like, yeah, Ruggs is definitely outplaying Let's Robinson do it. this year. <laughs> but I think I'd give Robinson a little longer before deciding as Justin Fields has just taken over the helm. You know, I brought this up this because right before the show, we were waiting for Justin, and Matthew's like, Justin sent me this trade, and that just doesn't make sense. And I was like, you're <laughs> that's, right, that's it doesn't strong. make sense. <laughs> that's a little strong. I, said, I was the one who said time. it didn't make sense. <laughs> just didn't. All right, anything else you guys want to talk about here in this matchup? Let's jump over then to our next matchup. Let's go to my uh, the matchup I'm most excited to see, and that is the Cheetah Girls against the Washera Wife Beaters. It's Wife Beater Week, everyone. Let's start at the quarterbacks. We have the betrothed Sam Darnold here for Justin and Josh Allen uh, for the Cheetah Girls. Where's who are you who are you giving the edge in that matchup to Justin? No one's obviously to the MVP Sam Darnold. Here's my thoughts. <laughs> That's what I thought. Actually, here's my thought. Uh, I think the Bills are going to blow out Houston so thoroughly that they don't really use Josh Allen or anyone else. As a result, uh, he doesn't get a lot of points. But Sam Darnold is going against Dallas, and I think they're just going to sh- have a shootout. So and I think Allen is going to build up all the points he needs in the first half. So I think that even if they don't need him for the air in the second half, I think he'll still do just fine first half. So I'm giving the edge to uh, the non-MVP, Josh Allen. I'm going to give it to Sam Darnold. Wow. Because why not, you know? It's, it's 2021. Oh. Just got to do it. Also, it is pretty, no. I, I agree with the game script that you're describing here, Justin. Just There's two factors First off, that Dallas's defense, it's okay, but like this is probably the hardest offense that they've played against. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, Josh Allen, the Bills' defense is so good that they're scoring almost a touchdown a game, it seems, and that's taking away fantasy points from the offense. And I think it would not surprise me for the Bills' defense to score two touchdowns this week and then to just not have very many points. So that's why I'm going with Sam Darnold there. Down to the running backs, the Cheetah Girls are playing Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. And Justin here, you're playing Austin Eckler and Najee Harris. Both pretty decent situations. What are you feeling? Feeling good. Um, even though Deontay is back, I still think Najee Harris is going to get plenty of targets. Over or under 15 targets this week? Under, but still right up against that. So I'm thinking 13-14, I think would be right about where he's going to be. Uh, Eckler is going to do what Eckler does. Yeah, I think that going up against Green Bay, I would typically say, like, well, I predict that Green Bay will get a decent lead, but Green Bay also is Green Bay, and so, so they like to play it close too often. But on top of that, I don't even know that if Green Bay was were to be blowing them out, that they wouldn't continue using mm-hmm. Harris. Like, I, I think it's different than some situations where you just five like, let them run. Yeah, it's I like, think, I think oh, it's dump like, off just right, like, dump yeah. off left, dump off right, yes. dump off left. Yes. Dump off behind. Uh, right, so it's, so it's kind of an interesting thing that he still could score really high for mm-hmm. that reason. But So it's tough, but I, I still think I give the edge to the Cheetah Girls. The, the, oh. Those are pretty nice matchups over there. So Yeah, they are juicy. Alvin Kamara's playing against the Giants, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt against Minnesota. I'm going to give you the edge, though, Justin your running backs are going to catch more passes than the Cheetah Girls wide receivers are. So that's... Uh, I don't actually know about that. <laughs> well, let's jump there and let's find All out. Right. The Cheetah Girls are playing Keenan Allen and Cole Beasley, and that's the reason why, because yeah. Cole Beasley. But I mean, even Keenan Allen. Yeah, and on your team, you're playing Amari Cooper and Debo Samuel. That's right. Brother Samuel. I think that... In my like the edges for you for sure. However, how nervous are you with Brandon Ayuk getting more and more back involved in the offense? Debo Samuel has definitely taken a hit after the first week of thirty points, but I think we expected that. But where where are you at with Debo? I think it's gonna even out eventually. Where both Debo and Ayuk are very good options on that team. Um, I continue to see that Garoppolo does 
uh, prefer Samuel. I think that's pretty obvious just based on the number of targets each of them has received. Uh, Samuel has like three times as many targets on the year so far. Um, so between those two and then Kittle, I think there'll be plenty of points to go around, hopefully. Especially in a game against Seattle, the worst passing defense in the league. Matthew, have anything to say about any of these wider series you want to highlight? Just given Justin the edge here, I think the chances of Cooper and Samuel both having back-to-back kind of junky or down weeks, that also seems really low to me. Week number three, that's bad for Cooper, and week uh, yeah, like week two, two for Debo. So, so. I just don't, don't think that that's going to be the case. I think, that, and I also, I think Beasley is kind of a hit or miss type feel to me. He's going to get you yeah. 10 for sure. Let's talk about Cole Beasley because if I were the Cheetah Girls, I would definitely be playing either one of these two options off of their bench. I would be playing Marquise Brown over Cole Beasley. I would also be playing Brandon Ayuk over Cole Beasley. I know it was only one week that Ayuk showed us he would be involved, but they're going to need someone to pop off in order to beat you, I think. They're not going to need just 10 points. So for that reason, I would be playing Marquise Brown over Cole Beasley. Do you guys agree, or would you go something different if it was your team? Yeah, play Cole Beasley. uh, I might play Ayuk, to be honest. Because in that same way of of the gamble, if Ayuk gets it over Debo, like... That's might be what they need is to is Could to be. to have that swing. Oh, there, that's true. As far as receivers go, anyway. I think that probably Marquise Brown has the least competition on his team. The one thing that they would be losing out on is they do have Josh Allen, so the whole Josh Allen Cole Beasley stack that, that could be nice. a good thing. So yeah. overall, this has been completely unhelpful for the Cheetah Girls, and I don't know what they'll decide to do. But uh, that's a play tough nothing. decision, I think. <laughs> or you could play nothing. Yes, just forfeit. At the tight end position, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson. That's a pretty even matchup, I would say. Uh, Baltimore not very good against the tight ends. Chicago very good against the tight ends. Who do you think is going to have a better week, Hawkinson or Fant? I think Fant. It might be wishful thinking but because he's on my keeper league, but I think it is Fant. Justin? I think it's Fant, too. I think the Hawkinson's due for a bounce back, and I think that I'm mostly thinking because hopefully Chicago's – defense specifically their defensive line is going to be able to shut down that run game so they'll have to kind of go to the air a bit more which would obviously benefit Hawkinson but we'll, we'll see at the flex position Justin you're playing Jacoby Myers and the Cheetah Girls are playing Clyde Edwards Alaire I think by name recognition the Cheetah Girls have it beat for sure but do you think that's how it's going to shake out to be honest I'm still going back and forth between uh, Myers and Devonta Smith I'm not quite sure which one is the best and and even you could probably throw Gaskin in there as well, um, only because I think with Gaskin and Myers, there is touchdown regression coming. They can't go all the season without ever scoring touchdowns. Jacoby Myers can't go his entire career without scoring <laughs> a touchdown, and he has not done so yet. It's got to happen at some point, and if it's this week when both uh, the, the, the Bucks have a good defense, but... Their entire secondary is currently decimated and being played by second stringers. So I think there's not going to be a ton of running in that game, and I think both New England and Tampa Bay are just going to start throwing the ball. So there's that. And they definitely have um, – Mac Jones and Myers definitely have a good connection on the field. They're, they're linking up for a lot of good, and decent with, passes. Uh, with the loss of James White, there's even more of the pie to go around. Absolutely. One good thing for the – Cheetah Girls here is you already had your defense play, and that's kind of a wild card position, and your defense only scored one point. So you got to feel a little bit good about that if you're the Cheetah Girls. Um, All right, let's call our winners here. Who do you have in this matchup, Matthew? I'm giving it to Cheetah Girls. I think that their running backs and quarterback carry them, and uh, they they take it over Justin. Justin? I'm going to pick myself. I I think the Cheetah Girls don't stand a chance. I am also going to pick you, Justin. I have been a longtime fan of the Wife Beaters, and so specifically the Wife Beaters who I run by, Justin Heisey. That's right. Yep. So I am uh, going to pick you guys, but I really hope they play Marquise Brown because then I'll feel like they think uh, my opinion's important. Let's. I don't think either of them are going to listen before the games tomorrow. Probably not. Hannah might. She's a tryhard. We'll see. You want to play some bets on it? Sure. <laughs> Put a bet in here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, a dollar that Hannah... We, we all know Leslie won't, but maybe Hannah will. We have so. to give them a, like a code word right now, a word that they would never, ever hear, 
and then they have to text it to you and to me, and that's how we'll know they have listened to the podcast. What is the code word? Lemon drop. All right, lemon drop. If you send that to us, then I owe Kyle a dollar. If you don't send it to us before noon, before noon, then uh, Kyle owes me a dollar. I think I just lost a dollar, but that's okay. It's for the fun of it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Something we didn't do is call our winner for the last matchup uh, between Elisha and Matthew, so I think it might be a sweep. But Matthew, who do you think is going to take I th- it? I think I'll take this one. Justin? I agree. I, I concur as well. So that's a three-peat. I think that's our first uh, unanimous decision. Yep. All right. Let's jump to our next matchup. We'll go with the top power-ranked matchup this week. That would be between number one, Mighty Morphin Power Rankings, managed by Cy, and the Time Traveler's Wife at number four in the power rankings, Jerry. Jumping into this matchup, Jerry already had his flex position play. Marvin Jones had an unfortunate 5.4 points. So that's already a slow start here for Jerry. But let's jump. We'll talk about the quarterbacks first. Pat Mahomes here for Cy and Aaron Rodgers against Pittsburgh for Jeremiah. Who are you going to give the edge to in this quarterback duel? Uh, Mahomes. I think that they are hungry. I think I think no one expected them to be the bottom of their division one two i think i think they're going to come back strong and have this wake-up call of we are super bowl contenders folks we can't be playing this way and i think we're going to see a lot out of mahomes i think it's not smart to bet against either of these guys so i think they're going to tie (laughs) even with 24 (laughs) points apiece even (laughs) that's right yeah or like i I I think i would probably choose mahomes but yeah within Two points is a tie in my mind, okay. like be- between quarterback scores. So fair, I could imagine fair. a tie. Right. I think they will also both do very well, but I'll give the edge to Mahomes because hopefully Pittsburgh beats the Packers this week. That would be awesome. All right, let's look at the running backs. For Jerry, we got the bulldozer Derrick Henry and Chris Carson, and for Cy, he is more of the pass catching running backs, Chris or Chase Edmonds and DeAndre Swift. Interesting pairing because you got two bruisers for Jerry, two pass catchers for Cy. In a PPR league, who do you give the edge to, Matthew? I'm giving it to Jerry with his number one draft pick. Justin? I agree. I also agree. I think Derrick Henry is the shoe-in for the number one overall fantasy score this week. Now, because we think that, it's not going to happen, but they have no wide receivers. The Jets are not good. I think that Derrick Henry is going to touch the ball maybe 40 times this week. I don't don't think it would be absurd. So we'll see. All right, folks, I hate to interrupt this matchup breakdown, but we just had a live trade go through while we're recording. Eli just acquired Travis Kelsey from Carter. Get out. In exchange for George Kittle and Daryl Henderson. Wow, what an interesting Who trade. Who got the edge in the trade? Who do you grade the trade? I think it's all about needs. I have to check out their teams. Well, we, we haven't talked about Carter's yet, so we'll talk about the trade when we go to Carter's team. I'm going to process the trade so it goes through. We already talked about Eli's team here. So I know Eli played, had um, Henderson in his flex. So let's look at who Eli will be playing in his flex. Do you expect Eli to put in Kenyon Drake into his flex or Will Fuller? And if you were him, what would you do? I don't want to play either of those guys. You'd rather play Henderson, huh? I would rather play Henderson. <laughs> uh, even, if he, wow. even if he doesn't play. Yeah, I oh, I think I'd put Will Fuller in. He had a week back last week, got a little got in there. I think he gets more involved this week. Uh oh, yeah, I don't want to play either, but that's what I'm going to do is Will Fuller. How fun would it be though if Henderson gets ruled out and then Eli can He's, still play Sony Michelle? What if his plan is to play Friermuth, and then also for Kelsey. I would hate that. This whole two tight end thing is not I, okay. I, you're right, but it would kind of make sense because Friermuth has an excellent matchup. The team is down receiving options. It would be hilarious. I know. What a glory. That would be amazing. So Kittle and one more of those guys, um, does this change anyone's opinion on who's taking it? I had thought that Eli would win. I'm still thinking Eli will because Cooper Cup's going to take. So Okay. There is Justin, any opinion changing for you? Are you sliding it back to Eli now or No, I still think it's CJ. Alright, nothing changes. Alright, let's get back into that matchup between Jerry and Cy here. We had just talked about the running backs. Let's jump into the wide receivers. 
We got DeAndre, or sorry, Devante Adams and Cortland Sutton for Cy, and D. Hopkins and Tyler Lockett for Jerry. Some big names there. Um, I'm giving the edge here to Cy just because I think Cortland Sutton is going to get those targets back up to where they were two games ago, and I expect Devonta Adams to have a monster game against Pittsburgh. Do you, either of you see it differently than that? I do. I'm giving the edge to Jerry. I think Hopkins has a big game, and Lockett uh, gets back on track. I think this is this is one that he's going to score high. Justin, break the tie. What do you think? I think I give it to. I think I give it to Sai. Um, based on, yeah, mostly Devontae Adams. I don't think that. If Devontae Adams gets up, I don't think even DeAndre Hopkins is going to necessarily be able to overcome that gap. Tyler Lockett might be able to, but it's less likely, in my opinion. Yeah. At the flex position, I already mentioned Jerry had Marvin Jones score 5.4. So the real question is, do you think Devin Singletary, who Cy has in at flex right now, is going to score more than 5.4? He did not score that much last week. He scored 3.6 last week. So what do you think this week for... Devin Singletary, what do you expect against Houston? I think he'll be a, a worthwhile flex. If he finds the end zone, he'll be a little bit better. Otherwise, I would expect somewhere between 7 to 12 points. Yeah, I definitely think he outscores Marvin Jones. Since we already know it's a 5-4, I do think he gets higher than that, so I'm giving yeah. the edge. Would you be playing anyone on size bench over Devin Singletary in the flex instead? Quite possibly Westbrook. Hmm. You don't want to say his whole name? Nick. You don't want to say his whole name? Isn't his name Nick Westbrook? Oh, the oh yeah, then there's the, the long... <laughs> yeah. I, nope. I would put... Um, I think because you have no other receiving options there, um, that, that it's worth the gamble. I believe it's pronounced Nick Westbrook Akeen, but Akeen. I'm not positive. Akeen. Uh, that's what I have in my brain also. You're Justin, would you right. be playing anyone over Devin Singletary, or would you be riding it out? Yeah. Uh, it's hard because I really want Singletary to do well just because I, I like him as a player. Um, but I think, I think, I don't think I would play Westbrook Akeen. I might play Javante Williams over Devin Singletary. Javante Williams was my second choice. I think I'd play either of them over Singletary. What if I told I you you had Emmanuel Sanders on your team? Do you think you would play Emmanuel Sanders over Devin Singletary? Definitely no. not. <laughs> Me neither. There is no way I would ever consider him. Sanders that. is a terrible player. He's I would never trade for him, that's for sure. Very interesting. Okay. Sounds like someone's trying to rip someone else off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really just curious. Like, <laughs> would you actually, is that actually what you think? Like, what do you actually think about Emmanuel Sanders? Side doesn't listen to the podcast, so, like, this does not matter. <laughs> I wouldn't play him over Williams or Westbrook Akeen. That part's true. You'd play Westbrook Akeen over Emmanuel Yeah, Sanders. I really think... I mean, who else is going to be their receivers? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's the only person touching... He's going to be their quarterback, true, their wide but, receivers, and their running okay, back. Okay, but he can't literally get every touch of the game, so... <laughs> I, I beg to differ. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Well, we'll see. Uh, who do we have winning this matchup, then, between the Mighty Morphin Power Rankings? Does he hold down his spot at number one, or does Jerry upset the number one ranked team? I really, really want to give it to Jerry because I still think Jerry's team is so awesome. And, and uh, I don't know, Hopkins and Lockett, I really think they're going to do well. That's I really think, what it rides on, right? It's all about Hopkins I think and this is giving it to Cy. I agree. I don't think I don't think Cy can lose. I think he can. I think Jerry takes it this week. Mostly, I know there's only one true God. And I'm thinking that he's probably like, so I should have made this trade. And so for that reason, <laughs> he's going to show him a lesson here and he's going to make him lose so that he comes calling back to me. So That's Jerry, not how the Bible works. <laughs> I know, but... So let's go to the Milwaukee Mayhem against that hot firefighter. We had a few different players already playing this one. Joe Mixon scored 13.74. Chad, and 22 from Joe Burrow for Carter. It looked like it was going to be a horrible game for Joe Burrow halfway through, but he pulled it out with some end of game heroics and got 22 fantasy points do you think Kirk Cousins is going to score over 22 points or do you think Joe Burrow is going to give Carter the edge here yep I think he's going to I think Kirk Cousins has the possibility of being the wide receiver sorry 
has the possibility of being the quarterback one on the week. I also think Kirk Cousins, though I hate to say it, I do think he's going to outscore Burrow. Hmm. I don't like Kirk Cousins, so I'm, I'm going to say no. I don't like Kirk yeah. Personal opinion. I like him. He's okay. He's all right. All right, to, to the running back position. We got Joe Mixon, like I said, already scored 13-7. And David Montgomery over for Carter's team. He's probably not rolling with the double Atlanta anymore because now he has Henderson. Maybe. But who knows? He gets crazy sometimes. So Who's which gonna I was going to ask you, which one of those running backs are you going to bench to play Henderson if Henderson plays this week? I would personally bench Mike Davis. I would bench Mike Davis. I think I would keep out Cordero because of how many targets he gets. Right. That's what I would want in my – he's yeah. basically a wide receiver that you're going to play at the running back spot. Agreed. We'll see what he does, though. Uh, I think we can all agree that the edge goes to Chad there, though. I agree. Okay. At the wide receivers, Chad's got Thielen and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> and Carter's got Juju and DK Metcalf. As much as it pains me to say, I think that Thielen and Hill are going to be the better combo there. I don't think it's going to be close. Do you think it'll be close, Justin? I think it might be close, but I think they'll pull it off by at least three or four points. I think Thielen and Hill will very clearly be the better duo. We already talked about Carter's tight end here. He's got George Kittle now. And Tyler Higby, do we expect a bounce-back week for Tyler Higby here? He Well, not a bounce-back. Do you think that he stays hot? He's... His, he's been up and down. He had 11, then he had 1, then he had 15. So what are you expecting here against the Cardinals for Higby? Nine. I agree. <laughs> he had the exact number nine in his head. Yep. No, I'm going to go nine and a half. I think for me it's just heartbreaking because I have him in keeper league and I want him to be good so that I can keep him. No, so you can trade him. Well, then I could trade him. I, yeah, I don't really care. But, but like when you're doing 11 and then 1.8 and then 15 and – I, I just don't know. Yep, hard to trade a guy like that. For yep. sure. Yep. Edge here to George Kittle? Yes. Yes. All right, and then at the flex position, we got Jalen Waddle, who, let me check, had 13 targets without Tua. So Jalen Waddle for Chad or Odell Beckham for Carter. This might be one of our more interesting flex debates that we have. Waddle, waddle, waddle. Think he's going to waddle away with this one? I think so. I think so. I'm giving it to Waddle. I'm going to give it to Beckham. Um, Waddle definitely had 13 targets, 12 receptions, but only 58 yards. For 12 receptions, 58 yards. That's abysmal. Uh, it's and great I think for PPR. It's, it's good for PPR. Reminds yeah, me of Jarvis Landry of old. Yeah. It, but, I mean, that is going to get him 12 points, and that's not a like, – that's good, I guess, for a flex, but – I don't know. Beckham is able to still catch a ton of balls. He had nine targets last time. Plus, he's faster and in such downfields. I would think I would prefer Beckham, especially against Minnesota. I think they're going to tie with 19 points each. Big scores from both of them. That's what I'm projecting. Let's look at the bench here. Uh, I don't think Carter's bench is anything worth looking at. And after a quick glance, it is confirmed with Gronk being out. It's tough. That's why he made the trade. Yeah. Well done, Carter. There are some interesting things going on I, here. The more I look at it, the more I like. Carter's you really like gear. that move? Yeah, yeah. I think both of them can walk away from, from the whole trade happy, and that's, that's what makes a good trade a good trade. I don't disagree with Justin at all on that. I think, I think that when I saw it, I was like, huh, because I, I, mean, I think anyone is a bigger Kelsey fan than Kittle fan, but the Henderson is a definite need for his. He needed an upgrade in running backs, and so... So I think it worked well for both of them. Well done, gentlemen. Especially losing Gronk this weekend. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. Okay, let's look at Chad's bench, though, because I right. think there are some intriguing players here. Sure. Tony Pollard's been good. Um, Miles Sanders, he's getting the bench this week. I would have a hard time playing... I, I That's not true anymore. I was going to say playing Waddle over Miles Sanders, but I guess that's not true because I think Waddle's just going to get so many targets. But to bench Miles Sanders, what a luxury to have. That's kind of the way I'm viewing it. Like, I'm mad. I want to have that luxury. Would you be making the decision that Chad is, though, or would you be going elsewhere with your roster moves? Um, I think I'd be benching David Montgomery. That's my agree. Mm. I agree. For Even against Detroit? Yes, uh, yeah. because they're not going to be able to do anything, and David Montgomery is going to be 
less useful than all of the receivers on that team. Yes, I would do him. I would bench him for either Sanders or Hines. I would trade whichever one he's not going to play this week to my team. That's what I would do because I need a running back. <laughs> I've been trying to trade with Chad, so we'll see if it works. Um, that is a it is a tough call. I think that I would pick Miles Sanders just because I like his explosive ability. Um, but Dave Montgomery's a great play here against I Detroit. I think he's a terrible play. Well, I think Miles Sanders I think is he's a better a play. Is what I think because I, I sure. agree. I would be like, yeah, no thanks. Miles Sanders, I think, is the better play because I think he has to have a bounce back week. Last week, the Eagles ran the ball three times. That's it. Whole game three running plays like that's just not a sustainable thing if you want to win so i think they're gonna pound miles sanders and kenneth gainwell this week i hope so who do we have winning this matchup here folks chat i'm gonna go with carter i think carter pulls this one off i'm gonna go with chad as well on the back of david montgomery (laughs) (laughs) sweet I, i hope that happens we'll see what happens All right, let's go to our last matchup of the week. It is yours truly, the league official, against JT Was Worth It, Matt Stroman. We've got a lot of questionables in this game right now, but let's start at the quarterback position before we get too deep into it. we got Kyler Murray against Dak Prescott, two big names. Who do you guys think is going to have the bigger week, Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott? Kyler Murray. I hope it's Dak Prescott. Oh, I will probably think. take that personally. Oh, not personally. It's because <laughs> he's playing against Sam Darnold, who I'm starting. Uh, and if they both have to throw the ball a lot, then I win. You don't win, but, you know. Matthew, if you play Matt Stafford, we could have the same relationship here. <laughs> you should do it's that. It's true, it's true. Please do. Maybe I will. Maybe I'm hoping will. I'm hoping this is a... Not that last week was horrible, but 18 points is not what I drafted Kyle Murray for, so I'm hoping he bumps it back up there. Um... At the running back position, this is by no means set in stone. But for Matt, we have Jonathan Taylor and Antonio Gibson both being questionable, sort of game-time decisions, but expected to play, I think. And over on my team, I am going the dual Minnesota running backs here, Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook. Let me explain my rationale and to see if you guys agree. If Dalvin Cook is a go, he's probably going to be on a snap count. So he's not going to get all the touches. If he's out, it's obviously very easy. I put Damien Harris in. But I think that half of whatever Minnesota does on the ground split into those two guys is going to be better than playing Damien Harris this week against Tampa Bay. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I've been struggling with what to do at this running back spot all week. So what do you think you would do if you were me? Your logic sounds fine enough. It definitely contradicts your overall. Like just last week we were talking about you're like, yeah, two running backs from the same team. That's terrible because you're – but I understand your logic of – but their combined could still be higher than, than any team. Yeah, it's you know, desperate that, times. That, that's possible, yeah. I, like I'd much more say you're, you're doing this simply because you don't really have a lot of great options in running back – Versus thinking it's like a great strategy. Oh, I agree. Horrible strategy. <laughs> but I have to do something. Right. So. And, and if I look at your bench, I don't necessarily think that it's the bad choice. It's basically, in my mind, Damian Harris or a hobbled. Da- but like, if Dalvin Cook is good, how do you not play him is my mindset. Yeah. What would you do, Justin? It's tough. I agree. I think it's really tough. I would grab Latavius Murray and play him. Really? I think that's what I would do, yeah. Over who? Play him over uh, Madison. If Cook's out, Madison for sure, but if Madison... But you think if Cook's in, then he's going to be the one to get the carries. Like, if I could see a reality where Cook's in, but Madison still gets 70% of the touches. Okay. I don't want it to be true. Like, tell me I'm wrong. I think, I think you can do it, but your points are going to be capped at 30 for your running backs. And if you're happy with that, that's fine, but... Matt can probably score over 40, maybe 50 with his running backs. Mm. He probably won't because JT has not looked awesome, but could have. It's scary. Let me. There's not really any inclination to whether or not everyone's going to play. It's just going to be a wait-and-see situation. I'm really nervous. Who do you think has – well, I think we can all agree Matt has the edge at running back there. 
Any disagreements? Okay. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, I don't. Geez, I don't. What? I think that Kyle has the edge. You're insane. It's Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> like, he's not had a good season at all. I think your logic is fair that, that like, I, I wish you had a better option out there. But between Taylor and Gibson, I think Minnesota's backs can outscore them. All right. I hope so. Holy cow, I hope so. That would be amazing. I'd be so happy. Let's go to the wide receivers. I have Calvin Ridley and Robert Woods. It's going to be a big Robert Woods week. And for Matt, he's got Jamar Chase and CeeDee Lamb. Jamar Chase came back down to earth a little bit with 13 points. Still had nine receptions here. Uh, And CeeDee Lamb is against Carolina. So he's got the Dak Prescott CeeDee Lamb stack. It's a good one. Who do you think has the edge here at the wide receivers this week? Matt. Matt. You don't think it's a Robert Woods week, huh? No, I nope. think Robert Woods has has seen don't his time. No, don't say it. I think if he goes to the Lions and plays with Goff again, then he'll be okay. Imagine that. Yeah, if, if you outscore Matt, I think it's because of Ridley having a good week. Not. Nah, and I'm not sure that's going to happen either. Yeah, me neither. At the tight ends, though, I have a really good tight end. Wow. Go Darren Waller. <laughs> Darren Waller for me and Dalton Schultz for Matt. I'm really hoping it's a Blake Jarwin week for the the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see what happens here. Um, but more importantly, let's talk about the flex spot. James Robinson, interesting. Okay, here's a bit of strategy advice for you guys. Matt played James Robinson, but in his flex spot, okay? Matt also has two running backs that are questionable in game time decisions. So if Matt would have put James Robinson in one of those running back spots, he could have way more flexibility for who to put into his lineup if one of those guys gets hurt. Right now, if Jonathan Taylor or Antonio Gibson does not play, he has to play Ronald Jones. If he would have put one of those guys in his flex, then he would have the options to play Christian Kirk or Robbie Anderson or Nicole Hardman. That could be a big difference in this game, and I'm hoping that Matt gets hurt by it. So that's a strategy tip for you. If you have someone who plays on Thursday, yeah, don't put them in your flex spot. That was the very first thing I noticed, actually, when looking at Matt's team, was why in the world did he put him in his flex when you have two questionable running backs? Yeah, but what's funny is that I also know from experience of trading with Matt is what he does is he looks at your team and he says, that person's in your first running back spot. That must be your running back one. So sometimes I've offered him trades, but first I've switched my roster around, so I'll put all my good players on my bench and my bad players up in my lineup, and he'll be like, oh, it's an RB1 for an RB1. Hmm, interesting, because <laughs> that's how he views it, which is really funny. So I understand why Robinson was in his flex. But anyway, pro tip. So I guess the I only still, thing... That- even with that logic, I would have still had Robinson in my RB1 You're spot. You're really that low on JT, huh? I am. Wow. He hasn't done anything this season. Yeah, that's true. He did start his whole rookie season the exact same way. Right. That's what I keep thinking about. It's like when I look back to last year's game log, he had a very unimpressive first half of the year. And then, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I don't know what to expect yet, but I think this is going to be a good telling game because they're against Miami. So it's mm-hmm. a good game for JT bounce back but let's talk about Tim Patrick for just a second give me your take on Tim Patrick is he the person you'd be playing based on the options that I have on my bench is that the right flex move for me or not I think I'd play Corey Davis though what about this Emmanuel Sanders guy that you keep talking about oh yeah why is he on your bench I didn't scroll for I mean he's great but Tim Patrick is better Mm. if you would have put him in your flex spot maybe Cy would want him when you trade I maybe if he operates <laughs> under math standards, that really might have done it. But I think that Emmanuel Sanders probably has the higher ceiling, but Tim Patrick has the higher floor. I'm thinking based on their involvement in the offense, and like I've already said, I think that um, Buffalo's defense is going to score a couple times. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Would you be playing? You said Corey Davis. Is that? Yeah, he's going up against Tennessee. That's his old team. They're yeah, but, go. He's gonna, they're going to try to against... give him a chance. Going up against Tennessee, and uh, so you got the whole revenge game narrative. Ah, he's, they're so bad. The Jets are so bad. Yeah, I, know. I don't want to be part of that offense. Yeah, I know. Me neither, man. But here we are. He is still the wide receiver one. He's still getting 10 targets. He's in for 95% of the plays. Like, I feel like you just have to play him. And now that Crowder's back, it might draw some of the coverage off of him because before there was no one else to cover. Right, so it could be a good game for Corey Davis. Wait, I think you just similarly you can also pull the targets off him. But 
Tim I, Patrick's had 13 points. Well, it's 13, 12, 14. Very consistent right there. Sure. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders has had 26 and 1. Like, completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So, it's Corey way scary to... 26, 2, 9. Way scary to play Corey Davis. What would you do, Matthew? Corey Davis. All right. If you listen to this podcast before noon, please help me. Tell me what to do. <laughs> Tell me what to do. I need to be Matt. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about in this matchup? Yeah, who's going to win? Who's going to win? We didn't talk about the Tannehill revenge narrative because that's also happening this week. Does he have anything to revenge? Like, he doesn't really have anything to avenge because Adam Gase is gone. gone, You know, I bet he loves the Miami. He's like, oh, yeah, the Dolphins, that was great. (laughs) I would love it. Like, imagine playing in Miami. I guess. Dolphins and stuff, beautiful mascot. All right, who do you have winning this game, Matthew? Can you clip that, and then we can use that whenever we talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Every, every time Dolphins ever come on. Yep, 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 that's clipped for sure. That's hilarious. Oh, man, I think I'm giving it to Matt. No, no, that's, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> I think I'm giving it to Kyle. Let's go, moving back up the power rankings. <laughs> Justin, what do you think? Uh, I think I will give it to Matt also. I think... Your running back strategy is going to fail. I don't think Robert Woods is going to do anything. And I wouldn't want to rely on Tim Patrick. Um, what if I put Corey Davis in? Would you swing it my way? Mm-hmm. It would be closer, but I don't think it's enough. I Actually, I was I was picking you with the assumption you're putting Corey Davis in because you said you're swung. We'll so, see. I am swung right I'm, now. I think I would I need pick you either way. Um, oh, man, that's hard, though. But, yeah, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to pick Kyle. I think that I'm going to pick Matt in this one. I'm still Whoa. tilting. Whoa. Right. I mean, he Kyle already has 35 points. Ever. He already has a decent game from Noir Chase and a great game from James Robinson like mm-hmm. in his roster. So it makes it hard for me to expect to be better, especially with my running back situation. However, if I pull off a trade with Chad before the game starts, oh, shoot. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. If I pull off a trade, then I'm picking myself, but... We'll see. I just tried to look at Chad. Chad and I have been in negotiations. Sign I. We'll see what happens. No one wants to trade with me. I get it. I get it. I trust Fine. this is all being edited out. No, I'm putting it all in. <laughs> me, <laughs> me lamenting. All right, folks. I have nothing else to say. Do any, either of you have anything you want to say? Good luck this week, folks. Reverend, do you have a wonderful message to leave us with like our last episode? Not, not exactly in the same vein. What I would say is, remember that fantasy football is a game, and it's supposed to be fun. And so tomorrow, as you watch your players, don't let your heart race. Just sit back and enjoy football. Just think enjoy about beating your snacks. wife. And then think about how Leslie will cry and weep in the bathroom after <laughs> I crush her and Hannah's team. Hannah, I look forward to calling you tomorrow night. Amen. So shall it be. Thanks for listening to the Commissioner Report, everyone. See you soon.